0: What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the Bodyhood webcast slash podcast. Again, I don't know how you're consuming this content, um, So, but welcome nonetheless. By the way, if you are listening to this on audio, Apple, Google, Spotify, however you listen to it, make sure you share it. Make sure you, um, you know, hit the like if whatever platform you have has a like button, and make sure you give us some feedback, five-star review, please. <laughs> um, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button, kill the like button. Share it. Um, and I want to say that up front because, listen, man, we've been getting a lot of great feedback from our last couple episodes. The last three episodes, well, the last episode that we had uh, with brother Malik Carter got amazing feedback. The episode with Ish went through the roof, crazy feedback. And the other one, the three, it's actually four big ones. Um, Lance that came on and talked about options, crazy feedback. And shout out to our brother Tom, too. I mean, those episodes, like, did a crazy numbers for us, and I'm um, got a lot of great feedback. So what we want to do is continue to bring you brothers and sisters from the community, building businesses, doing things in the community. Um, it's funny. One of the comments I got today is someone told me, like, man, you keep interviewing all these extraordinary people. I don't, you know, I don't know anyone like that. And I'm like, listen, I was telling the young brother, I'm like, listen, brother, like, there's a lot of us out there doing amazing things. Um, but those stories aren't told all the time. Now, there are other shows that are telling those stories, and I salute them as well, because these stories have to be told. And with that being said, man, I want to introduce my partner. My brother, Corey, is in the building. What's up, good brother? What's going on, Jim? How you feeling? Man, I'm excited, man. I'm excited about our guest, man. He's one of the, one of the funniest guys online, man. Um, this is the brother, uh, Anthony Agarat uh, from Unblocked Arteries is the name of his company. Um, his story is amazing. Um, he's one of the funniest followers like, on, on Facebook. He's also on IG, but this guy is hilarious. But what I like about him is... Within his like sarcasm and, and, and the funny stuff, he mixes in a lot of gems and jewels um, about investing, about his business. So we definitely want to bring him on and highlight what he's doing and let him tell his story. Um, the brother Anthony Agarad, but everybody calls him Cosmic, so we're gonna call him Cosmic for the rest of the show. That's his nickname, and you know that's easier than saying his full name. <laughs>
1: but uh, Cos, what's up, good brother? How you feeling? Hey, how you guys doing today, man? How you doing, Jim? How you doing, Corey? I'm Great. doing fine. I'm doing, feeling pretty good today. That's what's up, man. That's what's
0: up, man. Listen, you, you have an amazing story that I want our listeners um, and viewers to hear, um, but I just want to give them a little uh, background, and then I'll let you expound upon it. You have a company called Unblocked Arteries, which is in, in the CBD business, and um, outside of that, you are an investor, but even your story in terms of getting invested in the markets is interesting, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, I want to start with your, 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 your business. I know that it's e-commerce as well as in person, but your company is called Unblocked Arteries. Now, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your background and how you got into business in the first place? Like, were you always looking to be a businessman as a kid? Which city are you from? You know, um, just a little bit about your background, education-wise, like, you know, tell us about that. All right. Well, I'm out of New
1: York, born and raised in New York. What part? New
2: York,
1: Queens, New York. Queens, Queens in the I building. I could be from any part. I lived in quite a few parts of New York. I've lived out of state, so you know I traveled around a little bit. But I'm New York. Um, I got into this business CBD <laughs> because it saved my life. So it just made sense to do it. I've always wanted to. I've always sold something. I never really thought business when I when I first was selling things. I didn't think business. I just thought, hey, it's extra money. I really thought nine to five. I I, I worked from I worked for Amtrak from for close to 20 years from 89, mm-hmm. you know, from 89. So I've been at, I've been working a long time. And when I couldn't work anymore, you know, I started to see the downfall of just working. Okay. But that's when, you know, I need, I don't know, I have to sell things, get around, move around, but you know, health problems kind of shut that down too. So whatever it was, whatever I was doing, health problems were shutting it down. It was like, oh, you got to move around and do that, and I ask other people to do things, and that doesn't work out. Can't have other people do things for you because it just doesn't work out. So I got into business in a very roundabout way. You know, same as what you said with uh, me getting into the stock market and investing. I got into that in a very roundabout way. I had no, I had no interest in being involved in the stock market. In fact, when I got into cryptocurrency, I thought it was going to destroy everything else in my own idyllic, delusional fantasy about something coming along and destroying the banks and everything else. That's, you know, that's holds us in place. And that's just not how it worked out. But I learned about the stock market. Then I learned about dividend. Really through Sharika Burton, if you if you know who that yeah, is. Yeah,
0: she she's actually been um she's been on our show. She was on episode two, I believe. Real quick, you, you made it, you 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 said something that's interesting to me. You said I really wasn't in the business, but you like to sell. So you're a hustler. You like to sell things.
1: Yeah, I'm a hustler. I always sold things.
0: Have you ever read the book Cash Flow Quadrant? I have not. I think you should read that book, Cashflow Quadrant. It talks about the different quadrants, right? So it talks about the difference between being someone that's self-employed versus owning a business. And that's just yeah, interesting.
1: I'm self-employed. I'm self-employed right now. I know that much.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But there's a difference when you take that, when you take that and then move to the other quadrant of actually running a business, that's a powerful yeah. move. So just, just, I just thought about that. We always talk about books on the show. Um, and I thought about that as soon as you said that, like, I don't run a business, but I like to sell. Like, you're a hustler. But if you could take that part and master the other part, man. But anyway, getting back to your story, um, you said that the CBD saved your life. Can you give us a little bit of
1: a... Information. Tell us that story. Okay. Well, from the age of 28, I've had heart problems. I was diagnosed with congestive heart failure at the age of 28, and then I was given four years to live. Wow. And I is was it, like, okay. Was it years. was it hereditary or a lifestyle thing? Nope. It's got to be lifestyle. Nobody else in my family. Nobody else in my family has it. Mm. So it's just me. And I've had bigger members of my family than me, but I, I'm the one who won that lottery ticket. so um they told me i got four years and i was kind of down about that but i was like i don't think it's going to be just four years there's no way i'm just going to be here another four years and this is this was a while ago now so i started the internet was out when i was 28 it was kind of new still the internet was still kind of new but i was heavy on library so i just turned everything to the internet and youtube was still new too but there was a lot of things i found you know youtube helped you know, long um, length in my life because I found out about cayenne pepper on YouTube and what <laughs> it can do to you if you took it every day. Something that I was already kind of using a little bit when I cooked, I started taking it a lot more just by itself on a daily basis. And it didn't stop, it didn't stop the, uh, the, the procession of the disease, but it surely slowed it down. It surely gave me a lot of pockets in between when I was when I should have been completely down and out, you know, hooked up to ventilators and things like that. I was running around running, still making kids. I have to tell you. <laughs> oh, <yeah.
2: Obstructive. laughs> were, were,
0: were, you were you someone who was always into like natural remedies or this came nope. about because of your
1: because of your illness? No, this this was a necessity. This was all necessity. Okay. Like everything I did was a necessity. And then I started to change my diet. Like even when I was sick, I wasn't truly changing my diet. Mm-hmm. To a healthier lifestyle. I, I I love to eat fast food and on the run. That's how I used to work. I used to be on. I used to work for Amtrak, so I work eighteen hour days almost every day. And like I said, I didn't know about the stock market. I was putting my money into savings bonds. Oh, mm. so mm. I put my money all, I'm putting like two hundred to three hundred dollars a week into savings bonds. Oh, and, and it helped me. It helped me buy the first house. You know, so I had my first house at twenty four and you know around 28 like i said i was sick wasn't working out that wasn't working <clears throat> and eventually you know eventually it got to the point where i needed a heart transplant but i lasted i lasted 12 years before i needed that transplant okay and i was told i would be dead in 4 okay so okay actually you know, 20, 28 to 40 years old and then i got transplanted at 41 basically. okay
0: so so that, that, wasn't, that was before CBD. How did CBD come into play?
1: All right. Well, when the CBD was coming into play, by that point, I was suffering from rejection issues. Like I couldn't get away from heart problems. Like I got rid of the congestive heart failure when I got a transplant. Mm-hmm. I got a transplant in 2009, May 16th. And I was good for a while. But then I started having rejection issues, little stuff here and there to end up in the hospital again. Like, okay, I didn't escape the hospital. I got a new heart and I'm still in the hospital for a month at a time, two months at a time. It's, you know, it's, it's a little bit frustrating. But um, just last year, when I, was sub- when I was diagnosed with two blocked arteries and one artery partially blocked, a friend of mine who was telling me about CBD for like four or five months, he was like, yo, you gotta try the CBD, you gotta try the CBD. So I'm like, all right, send me some, send me some CBD. Let me see how it works. And I'm telling you, I got it that night when I took it. You know, they say you're supposed to take like a half a dropper or one full dropper and you should see some effect the next day. Well, I took about six full droppers on the spot. On the spot, I took it. The next thing I realized, my chest pain disappeared. Now, I've had chest pain since the rejection started. So we're talking about Maybe six years of chest pain every day, every day mm-hmm. throughout the day. Chest pain, even when I was working out, even when I can do anything, I'm still suffering chest pain. Yeah, but now you know, chest pain disappeared, and I was like, This is this is I must be asleep because this chest pain is gone, so I'm yeah. probably not really here. So, the first, so. A little bit more backstory before I took the CBD. Well, hold on, real quick, real quick,
0: not to cut you off, but for our for our uh, you know listeners who may not be aware, could you explain exactly
1: what CBD is? CBD is a cannabinoid. It's found in hemp plants, and it's also found in the um, the same plant you you know marijuana that you smoke weed, right? Mm-hmm. They they both qualify as a cannabis. They're sister plants. Now hemp has THC in it. But it has it to a much less degree, whereas, whereas the, um, the um, cannabis that we smoke, it has a lot more THC than it has CBD. CBD and THC both have an effect on a system in our bodies called the endocannabinoid system. It was discovered in the 70s that we have a, another system in our bodies called the endocannabinoid system. Right. And it's in all our organs. It has receptors in all of our organs, skin, liver, kidney, heart, brain, you name it. It has a, it has um, receptors. So okay. when you take when you take CBD, when you take CBD, the body it's almost like a signal to the body. The body doesn't actually use the CBD itself. It creates its own molecular CBD. And now that CBD travels throughout the body and resets the body to as close to homeostasis as possible. Now, a lot of people don't know what homeostasis is, but that's the state that your body achieves where, excuse me, it starts to heal itself. You know, they say heal thyself. Yeah. Most of, most of us don't reach that state because we're eating the wrong thing. We're in the wrong environment. You know, or we're just too we're just too, um, sedate, to uh, to to we're not active enough for our bodies to go through the healing process. So CBD, okay. it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if you're eating the wrong thing, it doesn't matter what you're doing, your environment, whatever. CBD kicks in this system and brings you as close to homeostasis as you allow. It. When I when I say that, there are people who use CBD and when they stop using it, everything that was wrong returns right and that's because the diet hasn't changed the lifestyle hasn't changed nothing has changed to let their body do this on its own Mm -hmm. i got all this noise in the background
0: no it's all good um Mm -hmm. so getting back to your story so you were having rejection issues after the transplant you said a friend of yours told you friend of yours told you hey try this cbd you said you immediately just you know um I don't know if you are trying to OD or what you was doing out there, good brother, but you said take one, you took six or whatever
1: it was. Yeah. that's, um, a, that's the other bir- the beautiful thing about CBD is there is no toxic level so yeah if I had taken if I had taken 30 30 doses that day the worst that might have happened and it's rare so it's not everybody I might have had a case of diarrhea. So yeah,
0: that's no good too, but but I get your point. But I get, I get your point though. Um so Uh, moving from there, you started, you saw immediate effects. Um, so how did it go from, man, this, this is making my chest pain go away to you literally becoming, um, you know, um, someone who spreads this message and also got into the business. How did you go? How did it go from there to there?
1: Well, I'm always trying to spread a message. So I'm always, I've always been trying to spread some message or another. If it's not solar energy And it's just anything that makes our life easier. I try to spread the message, tell people you make the sacrifice. And on the back end, it makes life easier for all of us. So so the very next morning after, you know, I took it at night. The very next morning, I was able to walk half a mile. Before that, just about a week earlier, my kids and me walked around the block. And I had to stop like four or five times to walk around the block. And the walk around the block was... 0.3 0.3 of a mile, something like that. And I couldn't. After that, I was done for the day. Back in bed. That's <laughs> the end of it. No yeah. energy. No energy. Anything. Good thing my children are a little bit older. At eleven, at thirteen, and eleven at the time, so they could take care of themselves. Yeah. But I was pretty much dead in the water. So, the day after I took the CBD, I jumped up and did half a mile, and I was like, I know I could do more, but I'm not. But the next day I did 0.8, and then the next day I was doing a mile. Within a week I was doing a mile and a half. Within three weeks I was doing two and a half miles. Next thing I know I'm doing five miles every day. And this is this is no change,
0: lifestyle change or diet. This is just taking the order. I,
1: I had changed my I had already changed my diet. I was eating salads every day. Eating more cold pressed oatmeal. There's so much I've learned, you know, in this in this journey. So I was taking I was taking a mix of turmeric and ginger and onions on a daily basis, on yeah. daily basis but they were just slowing down the process because what was happening with me was the rejection issues was causing inflammation in my in my heart and the inflammation was showing itself as scar tissue in my arteries so the scar tissue would build up and build up until it blocked the artery for block one then it blocked the second and it was partially blocking a third and trust me you ain't doing nothing when your arteries are blocked you, you down for the count and i'm counting the days like okay how many more days can i last like this wow last. And, and the hospital did have a medication they said was strong enough to unblock the arteries but it ran it came with a risk of messing up my kidneys and i was like i don't need a heart and kidney problem <laughs> That's the, medica- the medication is fix one thing and mess up yeah. ten another exactly and i'm like i don't think i want to go through that i'm you know what? Maybe this was this was a good run. I had a good run. <laughs> just call, it, call it quits, it's Gonna be kind of early, but I guess I'm gonna have to call it quits. But once I took the CBD, man, it was night and day. You know, it, thing, I was ahead. just gonna I was
0: just gonna say it, it's interesting to hear your story because I've been on your Facebook page, right? Um, in, in terms of your for for your for your actual brand, and I see some of the testimonials and. I'm like, man, is he paying these people? Like, so to me, it is, it it
2: it is, it is, it is, it is
1: it is so much better than a paid testimony. It's because I've had people who were buying it for low energy and did, and they wouldn't tell me like, people don't tell you everything that's wrong with them.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So one of my friends, one of my friends, I did know everything that was wrong with him. He had lupus and he had an infection that was growing because lupus would do that to you. Mm
0: -hmm. You
1: know, I lost the, I lost another friend to lupus through pneumonia. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, you should try this CBD, man. You should try it. And he tried it, and he's back to work. He's a radiologist at a, at a hospital. He's back to work. Wow. Everything healed up. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy,
0: different right? Different so the reason, the reason, you know, like I said, I've I, I read your testimonials, but I know people outside of you who are telling me the same things. And it just makes me wonder, right? So um, I have a, a family friend who's, like, in her 70s. And, yeah. you know, she was getting up there, slowing down. She started taking CBD oil. Now she's like active, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> just, just very active. And it's like, how'd you just like, you know, like she lost 20 years of her life. She's young again. Like it's it's weird. So I've actually seen this, but it makes me thinking, um, you know, why? Like somebody had to know this, with, this was something that was beneficial for us. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and let me preface this by saying this, right. So I travel a lot, uh, I speak, in, I speak at real estate conferences. So I was at Portland earlier this year, speaking at a conference. And interestingly about Portland is they have like um, dispensaries on almost every corner. Like it's crazy. So they're out there always preaching about the the health benefits of of marijuana, CBD oil, like all these different things. But I've been other places as well where it's like, you know, they still believe that it's a gateway drug or they don't believe in any of the medicinal um benefits of of using this you know but with the testimonials that i see from your people and from people i know outside of you you know i'm like what why why isn't this message being spread more why are people still fighting and it has to go down it always comes back to money somehow or some way but first let me let me see if there's anybody
1: over my shoulder yeah, I,
0: don't, I ain't trying to get us mur- murked after this episode, <laughs> yeah. but I'm just saying, but, though. You
1: know, it's it's all about money. And if, and once you know it's about money and health, it's not just about money and health. It's about money, health, and trauma. We live in a society, and this is where I get a little preachy, but we live in a society where people it's, people are expected to deal with their trauma, right? And then still function completely in this world, dog-eat-dog world, Mm-hmm. Where you have to then deal with what's called anxiety, and anxiety makes you sick. So once you get into a stressful situation and you stay there for any amount of time, your body starts to break down. Yeah. Now at the time, I was I was in a terrible marriage. I was I was immature in the marriage, and you know my wife at the time she was miserable. She like she loved to fight. I wasn't a fighter, but I was immature, so I did give us some reasons to have to fight. Uh-huh. You know what I mean. But you know, even as I, even as we, you know, we stayed married, and i grow, I'd get a little bit more mature. I'd be like, why the hell are we still fighting? I, this is gone, that is gone. You know, these uh, the aspects of the of the relationship that had us fighting should have ended the fights because they were gone. As I got older, mm-hmm. that wasn't the case. Because I got married pretty young, twenty one. By the age of twenty seven, you know, I'm like, why are we still fighting? There's none of this, none of the stuff that you wanted me to change that I deemed. That I deemed I should change, and I did. It's still here. Uh-huh. So the problem is, at this point, the problem isn't me, and that's stressful, very stressful. Yeah. But I'm not gonna go too much into that. She ain't here to tell her side. But like no. I said, I was immature to some degree. I got I married a little bit too young. You're not a grown up till 25. I married at 21. That was a that was an error. When I go back and look at it. But other than that, man, the stress. This is this society is set up, especially us. Especially as black men and women, we're set up to be stressed upon, stressed upon, stressed, and we turn on each other. You know that's why there's so much black man is this, black woman is this, black man is this, black, And we don't look back 75 years, we don't look back 100 years, we don't look back 400 years to the actual reasons. We're always told we can't blame we can't blame our hardships on things that happened 300 years ago, and that's a total lie. You can blame a lot of things on what happened 50 years ago, but you can really blame everything on things that happened four or 500 years ago. Mm
0: -hmm. Solutions,
1: of course, have to come from us. The problem, you can blame who you want to blame for the problem as long as you know that the solution is not coming from the same source. It's going to have to come from us as individuals and as a group doing the exact right thing over a long period of time in order for things to get better everybody's looking for instant better you know oh you know i did this and i did that and things didn't get better we marched we protested things didn't get better well of course of course they didn't get better that's how it works Mm -hmm. so So, i heard like that you said it's up to us right yeah it's up to us yeah yeah Yeah, like i could blame i could blame white people for everything and i'd be and you could not really you could not really dispute it because i'll come with the facts Mm-hmm. But when it comes to fixing the problem, it's all us yeah, all the solutions all the solutions come from us, no matter where the problems come from that's
2: and right. we have
1: to and we have to understand that they will fight us, they will try to trick us they will put people in our way of all colors to keep us from coming up with these solutions with the with the map you know massive distractions yeah. all the distractions that happen.
0: do for self and build your own tables. that's what I say yeah. Right, you know, um, man, great, great points right there. I don't know how we got to that, but that's some, that's some, that's, that's some amazing points right three there. Bro- but, um,
1: three brothers talking, we're going, yeah, 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 the- yeah, we
0: get, yeah, we get all over the place, but, um, uh, but no, but yeah. no, um, so, so now you have your business, Unblocked Arteries, the name of your, name of your brand speaks for itself. Um, so the results of you getting on this regimen, you, uh, you know, taking this, giving you more energy, h- how is your health now?
1: Man, let me tell you, it's okay. So, my health improved every month without fail. Every month, my health failed. Within five days of taking it, the first blood pressure taking at the hospital was 102 over 71, which was blood pressure I probably haven't had since I was 12 years old or something like that. (laughs) Well, another
0: question. Another question. Throughout this process, obviously, you're going to doctors because you've had heart surgery, right? So, yes. Like before you took this Did you even consult your doctor Or you just like You know I'm going for it All right, so I'm pretty sure You told him after the fact That hey this is what
1: I'm doing Nope I still haven't told him I don't want to hear nothing from him Still to this day you haven't To this day I have not told him Oh interesting Is he asking you why your blood And all your
0: other stuff Is looking better Like or is he, he probably taking credit for it Hey
1: let him take credit for now (laughs) And eventually, I will tell them. You know, when I approached them to possibly be a distributor for the product to see what happens on that. Got you. Got you. In the meantime, I'm my own walking, talking guinea pig of sort. Got you. As you said said earlier, I've given this to people, and they told me that it got rid of their um, fibromyalgia. And I was like, fibromyalgia? I heard of that before. What is that? Looked it up. And it's something that's very, that's extremely pervasive amongst Black women. Mm-hmm. You know, fibromyalgia. And I was like, "What do you mean by it helped you?" They said, "Well, my pain, my energy, my pain is gone, my energy is back, and I'm back in the gym." That's just one person with fibromyalgia. What's the one was,
0: testimonial that someone gave you where it just like blew you away? Uh, maybe it's that. Maybe it's something outside of that where you was like, "Wow."
1: It was one guy. I'm trying to get more information from him because he wasn't a direct customer. You know, I have, an, uh, I have an affiliate program, which I haven't really talked about before because I'm trying to keep it on the low. and mm-hmm. try to keep my name out of the affiliate program, let people do their own thing. But one of my affiliates sold this guy some CBD. And then she got back to me and told me that he had ulcerative colitis. Um, he had bowel problems that were just severe. Like she, she told me he was going to the bathroom three times a month. And Whoa. I was like, you, "You're joking. You're joking, right? Three times a month? You mean three times a week, right? You mean three times a week?" He was like, "No, three times a month." He suffered severe pain on a daily basis. Sheesh. On a daily basis, he didn't go out much because of how debilitating it could strike out of nowhere, and he'd be, uh, he'd just be done. He'd just be done. He can't move. He can't do anything. No matter where he was, he just had to stand or sit where he was. For the next half an hour until the pain passing up for him to go about his weight business. And the doctors, he went through a surgery. I forgot exactly what surgery he went on in his intestines, and it didn't help as much as they expect as they expected it to. So he started taking a CBD, and he noticed that he was able to sleep. He woke hmm. up the next day with some pain, but he was able to get eight hours of sleep, and his mind felt clearer. That was my that was my uh. Result too. when I woke up the next day, my mind felt clearer. My sleep was incredible. And I, and I hear that a lot from a lot of my customers that that first night of sleep, that's one of the things it takes care of is insomnia. It seems to just walk in the door and slap insomnia around and put you to sleep right away if you suffer from that. So his bowel movements went from, went from three times a month to like three times a week. And I was like, well, okay, if it went from three times a month to three times a week, he wasn't lying about the three times a month now it's every day i'm trying to get in touch with him through the affiliate to get uh i asked i sent her i sent her about 20 questions yeah that i wanted him to answer so i could so i can gauge better how he's doing but his life turned around his his life was like my life it turned around it turned around in just a couple of weeks now i don't yeah. know how he's doing now he he did buy like three bottles about 2 months ago so He's probably nowhere near done with those three bottles because he wasn't taking them out, and that's the other thing. I've looked at a whole lot of clinical studies, and clinical, you know, guides say that you usually need about a gram of this stuff a day to see miraculous turns around. Most people can't afford a gram of this stuff because, even me, you know, I sell my bottle anywhere between sixty-five and seventy-five. But that's what it is. One bottle is a gram. So I can't even afford to take a gram of this stuff on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. That's, you know. That's, that's expensive. That's yeah. $70 a day. you gotta, you got to be doing something big mm-hmm. to, to spend $70 a day on just one thing in your life. And um, but what I've discovered is 15 milligrams, 33 milligrams, 100 milligrams a day can have a monster effect also. Not on everyone but on most people, but that had to be the most severe turnaround besides my own. Now, I
0: don't have no uh, calculator in front of me, and I'm not going to pretend to know how to break that down right now. I don't want to give out no, uh, no Foxy Brown math, but if you do 33, uh, 33 per day,
1: how long will a bottle last? 33 milligrams per day, a bottle will last about a month. Okay, okay. So 60,
0: 75, 60 70 bucks a month is not bad then,
1: especially for the results you're talking and a, a, another beautiful thing is if you're, if it starts to turn your problem around and your problem is not chronic as some others, you can start to lower that. So one bottle can actually last too much. But I shouldn't tell people that because, you know, I don't make as much money. <laughs> if I two I
0: have- so. So real quick so your company's called Unblocked Arteries. so is that where you stand now are yours completely unblocked or what's going on with you yeah, my
1: my arteries are unblocked let me let me tell you how we how me and the doctors discovered that my heart was better i had um i had an incident i think it was april 11th or so i had an incident where i was walking i was usually doing at this point i'm doing 6 to 7 miles a day walk fast paced walk and i'm walking and i reached about three and a half miles and all of a sudden I felt awful. I felt the I felt terrible. Like, oh shit. Like am I about to die terrible. Okay. I sat down at the bus stop for a minute, regained myself, and I had to call a cab to go home. Like I, you know what, I'm not walking this back. Yeah. That's not gonna happen. So I called a the cab, they came, they picked me up, I got home. I felt better, drank some water, made some breakfast. I had just finished eating breakfast when I realized I'm feeling bad again. I'm like, I'm really feeling bad. And my mother walks by and says, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not okay. I'm not okay at all. He's like, all right, I'll, I'll be in my bedroom. And I was like, no, no, no. No need for you to do that. Call the EMS right now. And I passed out. Like, I knew something wasn't right. So I am like, call EMS. And yeah. then I passed out. And I could hear her, of course, panicking mm-hmm. call the EMS. When they get there, I can't even really respond to them yet. I can't open my mouth for some reason. I can't open my eyes. I'm weak. And they take my blood pressure and it's 90 over 54. Oh, you went low. Yeah. The thing is, the thing is, I'm taking my CBD. At the same time, I'm taking my blood pressure meds. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, taking my blood pressure meds, taking steroids, take steroids every day until recently, also. So when I get to the hospital, there are, uh, oh, we think you might have had a miniature heart attack. I'm like, really? Why do I feel so good again now? Now that I'm in the hospital, well, how do I feel so good? You run tests, you haven't seen anything to show that my heart has been damaged. So they were ready to let me go. I went into the hospital on a Wednesday. They were ready to let me go on a Friday, which I found kind of peculiar. I have to tell somebody they had some sort of heart attack. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I ain't going, I'm not going nowhere. You're going gonna to run all your tests this week in, and you're going to tell me what's going on. So luckily I had some tests the very next day and they did something called a stress test. A stress test is designed to see how well your heart's working and to see if there's any areas of your heart that are necrotic, meaning some parts of your heart can actually be dead after a heart attack. You can have, you know, dead tissue. Okay. And what they found was, and I was expecting maybe to find some damage myself, I wasn't expecting to find what they found which was a 100% viable heart even with the blocked arteries. What they also discovered was the arteries themselves had become more more um what's the word I keep forgetting the word and I use it all the time it's another word for pliable where when your arteries when your artery is dead and your heart is dying it becomes brittle it actually can become hard in places where my heart get got back all of its elasticity that's what it was my um my arteries regain their elasticity. So with that return, they asked me. They said, "Well, your heart's your heart's 100% viable. There's no dead tissue whatsoever. And we can we can put stents in those arteries now. We can actually clear the uh, we can clear the scar tissue. Plus, one of my arteries had return of four percent blood flow, which is like a trickle." suddenly breaking through a dam like a trickle breaking through so in my mind and i could be wrong because i'm not a doctor in my mind that trickle was going to become a flood eventually because okay. it wasn't going to change on its own it was a cbd also my heart before was considered red which is a funny thing to call a heart red <laughs> it's inflamed you know yeah. red means it's inflamed you think red would mean healthy but red means inflamed Whereas now there was no inflammation. So to this day, I still have rejection issues. But all of these, all of these things that come with rejection issues, they're not happening. Mm. And my heart is actually getting healthier, even while the rejection issues are ongoing, which to me is basically miraculous. Because I'm taking, I could have taken this thing that would have destroyed my kidneys most likely. And in fact, when i read up on cbd it can bring you out of kidney failure so if you have kidney failure and you take enough cbd it'll bring you out of it which to me is another tremendous tremendous um yeah that's
0: benefit. that's crazy that, that's 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 an amazing story man um getting to the business side of it so you got into the business of selling and you have clients you have an affiliate program you yeah. have a e you have an e-commerce business um and you also sell like
1: you know hand to hand. I don't want to say you sell you know. No, I call it hand to hand because that's what it feels like. Somebody got somebody got to come if somebody got <laughs> <if somebody laughs> to your, if somebody gotta come to your house to pick something up, or you got to go to their house to give it to them, or you you meet them in the street. You know, if you I'm somewhere in the street and one of my boys is like, "Yo, you got that CBD on you?" I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but I shouldn't. I tell them, and I will tell them I shouldn't have to have it on me. You should pay me online, and I have. <laughs> right to right to your doorstep within two days because we use priority shipping. Gotcha. So the latest it comes is, two, is three days. But, you know, usually within two days you have a
0: product. Well, let me ask you a question, right, because we talked earlier about how everyone hasn't completely bought in um, to the benefits of CBD or marijuana use or anything like that. Have you had any sort of, you know, backlash on the e-commerce side or um, yes. on the personal side in terms, of, in terms of what your product is in the business that you're running?
1: I've had lots of conflict on the, on the possible customer side of things. A lot of the feedback is, I don't, I'm not trying to get high. Don't matter how many times I tell somebody, this cannot get you high. There's, There's no chance. You know, other people are afraid they're going to fail a drug test at work. That's a legitimate fear. But I tell people all the same time, there's no THC in my product. My product is not, is not full spectrum hemp. Full spectrum hemp means it has the terpenes in it. It has a, some level of THC, very little. CBD one, CBD two, like there's a bunch of CBD molecules. My product is CBD one. CBD one isolated, um, filtered through filtered out of everything else using a sand and press technique, so there's no alcohol involved, and suspended in MCT. A lot of people don't know what MCT is either. MCT is a medium-chain triglyceride found in coconut oil. Okay. So it's the, it's the substance in coconut oil that, pre- that um, prevents weight gain. It, um, it suppresses appetite. It feeds the brain directly. MCT oil breaks the blood-brain barrier and goes right to the brain, and the brain uses it as a ketone. So if you if you if you're taking MCT by itself, there's not enough, there isn't enough MCT in a bottle of CBD isolate and in unblocked arteries to make a difference, really. But if you bought MCT on the outside just by itself, and you took a teaspoon of it a day and you gradually reached a tablespoon a day, the MCT will turn back diabetes. It will it will uh keep your body from holding as much fat as it does. And, it, and it's, it will not in no case turn into fat in your body. It's secreted out. So if you take too much, you're going to have problems. Got gotcha. you. You're going gotcha. to have, have underwear problems if you take too much of like
2: said,
1: it. Doesn't, <laughs> don't, uh, it, don't, it doesn't absorb in the body. But it does so, a lot good for the body and the brain uses it.
0: So that's from the consumer standpoint. I'm talking about like maybe um, from the business standpoint, because I know like uh, some websites – might be opposed to you using their platform to, because everybody yeah, so asso- every everybody associates as soon as you say CBD, they associate it with basically you selling marijuana. Let's be let's be frank about it.
1: Yeah, that's how that's how a lot of people look at it. And I tell them, see, first of all, CBD one is completely legal, which is which is where things get weird. CBD by itself, no THC added to it whatsoever, is legal. Hemp oil even with what they call, what is it? 0.03% of THC is considered legal everywhere. But don't tell that to the banks and don't tell that to like these payment services. Right now I'm having a problem because Square and Strike, neither one will take me as a, well, well, I can I can't use either one as a payment provider. Wow. So my payment online virtually is shut down at the moment. I'm going to, I'm scrambling to find some other way mm. to, uh, to, to service people. Now there are payment services that will so take you. At the CBD when they
0: shut you down, what did they, what kind of, uh, what kind of logic or what
1: kind of uh, notice did they tell you? Or they give you, don't rather? give you any logic. They Stripe told me they don't support CBD products. Okay. They didn't tell me why. They didn't say because it's illegal. That's the words I'm looking for. Well, we can't support that because you're selling cocaine. And you know (laughs) cocaine is not legal, so we can't take payments for cocaine. But this is legal substance. Okay. So to me, it's politics. There's a lot of politics in this. You know, CBD, CBD, basically hemp has only been legal, I think it's since the 70s. And we're just getting acclimated to the fact it's legal now. And at, and at one point, you remember the stories about <clears throat> people getting it in other states with with a little bit of THC in it, and it turning around seizures.
0: Yeah, like I said, I've heard story. I've heard so many stories about it, which is interesting because people still associate it with you basically still in marijuana. So I know it'll be um, some sort of backlash on that on that front, right? So I talked to when I was when I was in Portland again, talking to people that um run dispensaries, and some were saying that the banks won't allow them to put money there because of what their business is, um, which, which has created a whole new industry in terms of uh, people providing security and, and, and such for people who run a marijuana business. Um, Indeed. You know, so it's like, it's created its own little industry, but yours
1: is interesting to me because it's not marijuana. It's not. It's not even the same plant. And you know, it's interesting why hemp was, what outlawed in the first place was for trees. Because uh, I forgot his name, an individual who owned a lot of lumber didn't like the fact that that uh, hemp hemp created a superior paper, a superior building material. You can make clothes out of it, and you can eat it. That's not something you want as competition. And back in those days, in the 1910s and 1900s, you could get something outlawed pretty easily if you had enough clout and enough money. You could do it now. <laughs> Yeah, it's not as easy. This the internet is the internet is kind of in the way. The only reason I can sell CBD is because of the internet. I, I mean, I have to I have to give credit to the to the billions of voices at once asking people why is that illegal. Listen, man, it, it.
0: in the movie uh, Rush Hour Two, um, Chris Tucker is talking to Jackie Chan. He says, "Listen, you want to get to the bottom of why anything exists or why things are the way they are." Go find a white, go find a white guy with money and it all traces back to him. So, um, interesting, man. Something else that I find interesting about your story. So you you have this business, right? You got into the cryptocurrency space. Now this is what's interesting to me that, that right now, you know, as I follow your journey online and seeing you, you know, you're building your business out, you're an investor as well. And you talk a lot about dividend stocks, which is one of my favorite topics, uh, um, I absolutely love dividend stocks. That's that's totally. probably that's, that's, that's probably prob- my favorite subject. Yeah. And people people associate me with real estate because real estate has literally paid my bills since I was 18. Um, but I'm actually probably more of a fan of dividend stocks, and you know, that's for various reasons. So I combine the two personally. But I, I see you talk about dividend stocks. But when I ask you about dividend stocks, you actually told me that you learned the stock market but your introduction came via cryptocurrency, right? Everybody can have their opinion about cryptocurrency one way or another, you know, it is what it is. Like, I don't, I don't get mad at people for having a different opinion than I do. Um, and I don't argue people about their opinions. Listen, just be happy. But what I find interesting is no one ever talks about this. When cryptocurrency hit over the last several years and it was a mania, the bubble, whatever you want to call it, the one thing that it did do on a positive note um, is it brought people into the investment space. I see a lot of people now talking about investing in stocks or real estate or whatever it may be. And they weren't even thinking about investing until a, until
1: cryptocurrency. Um, That's very true. I got into cryptocurrency at the very end of 2016. I had a friend. I had a friend who always talked about it. I remember I told you I had a friend who had lupus and passed away. It was the same friend. Yeah. So I made my first purchase of Bitcoin at the very end of 2016, the very end when it was 870 bucks, if I'm correct at that time, but 870 bucks. And I started buying into it, not as much as I should have, and not as much as I could have, you know? So I got into it then, and I started to understand how Bitcoin works. But when I first got into Bitcoin, I had this delusion that Bitcoin would come along and destroy the banks instantly. Like, Oh, once everybody else finds out about this, about this, that's it for the banks. It's over. You're gonna see everybody transfer all that thing, all that money out the bank. Like I said, delusional, forgetting what kind of people I'm dealing with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, as Corey always tells me, you can't. The cobalt's is gonna always win. They're, they're gonna do what they gotta to do to fight. It's hard to take on the cobalt. and that, that's that, that's the banks. But um all right, so you came into the space basically like on, on a on a rebel tip. Like you saw, yeah. you saw the value in that. Okay, how did it transfer from you being a crypto guy to then wanting to learn About
1: the stock market and understanding Dividend investing Well I started a group called Crypto culture I don't even know if I added you guys To it but I I'm should.
2: in it I'm in the group
1: All right. I just sent Jim an invite So Jim is now in the group too I started a group called crypto culture Because I wanted to educate I always want people to learn something And I don't mind sharing things that might It might not benefit me to share it with you Right then, mm-hmm. but if, we all, if we all know it, then we all benefit from it, right? And I started a group called Crypto Culture, and I just invited a whole bunch of my friends. At first, a lot of my friends were upset that I added them to a Bitcoin group, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. I was like, it's Bitcoin, but I was some well, I invited you. What's the worst that can happen? You can leave if you don't like it. You can always just leave group and don't take it any which kind of way. But I'm trying to build membership. Mm -hmm. And I started to get on the phone with friends. I'd be on the phone night after night. We'd be talking about Ether. We'd be talking about Bitcoin. And I was like, how does this stuff... I need to really know how this stuff works. So I went deep diving, looking for everything I could find, and ran across one of the big dudes. His his last name is is Greek. I, I can't remember it now. But I ran into some of the bigger people in cryptocurrency, and I started to understand the technical... The technical background of it, how it, where it came from, technically, and what it does, and why they can't shut it down. It's it's a monster. It's 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 a monster on the loose. It's like it's Godzilla, but it's baby Godzilla right now. People don't understand it, so it's still small. But when I understood how cryptocurrency worked, I started to look at all these different altcoins, and I started to get in them. Um, fortunately for me. Getting into cryptocurrency at the very beginning of 2017, when it was going through its bull run, was far more beneficial than learning about it, say in 2018, when it started to go through its bear run. Mm-hmm. I probably would have been I probably would have been somewhat discouraged. But you know, I, I did pretty well in 2017. I could have, like I said, could have done a lot better, but I wasn't mature enough to do as good as I should. I wasn't mature enough at the time. Plus I've been suffering with the rejection issues for a moment. And what I've come to find out is when you're suffering from rejection, eventually it starts to affect your mind. How fast you can think, how much you can focus. I found myself sleeping a lot more. I found myself sleeping most of the day. Sleep, sleep, sleep. I need to sleep again, I'm tired. Anything I did, had to go back to sleep after. So, you know, I was losing a lot of time when I could have been awake to make deals, awake to do things, losing Mm -hmm. time. So then I was hearing talk about, you know, the banks coming in and bringing Bitcoin back down to zero. And I was like, that's not possible. They can't do that. But I had uh, at this time, I had acquired a mentor. I'd already acquired a mentor who was telling me that, oh, no, they could do it. And I'll explain how. And if you can explain it to me, if you can explain it and then I can go and research it on my own. I have to accept it. I was mm-hmm. like, so, man, so this is bigger than I thought. This is a lot bigger than I thought. And in the meantime, Sharika Burton is in the background on my page. I made this much. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I'm so crypto, crypto, crypto. I wasn't completely listening to her. But the thing was, she never stopped talking. <laughs> yeah, I don't think talk. she ever will. <laughs> she didn't stop talking. And, and I'm not going to ignore you, but for so long, if you're doing one thing and I see what I'm doing, what's kind of working, but not working as much. And so, you know, I asked her, what is, what's this more, tell me more about it. And, you know, she was telling me about the Abacus and, you know, it's all black group. And I was like, oh, well, that's plus one, two and three pluses right there. That's like three things checked off. I like that. And she was telling me it was about the stock market. And I was listening and listening and started to understand that, oh, so I'm participating in the stock market, whether I'm in it or not, I'm part of it. I'm a consumer, but I'm not an investor. And since cryptocurrency, you know, introduced me to the world of investing, because at first, when I first got into it, it, the the fascination was just some new form of currency. To me, that was fascinating. and To be on on the leading edge of it is a beautiful thing. But then I realized I didn't know enough about investing. I didn't know enough about reading charts. I didn't know enough about any of these things to really put the knowledge I had to best use. So I joined the abacus. You know, Sharika talked me into it. I joined the abacus and got the pro, got the um phases, and was like, incredible. I didn't know I didn't know two percent of what I learned in phase one, and there's four phases. So by the time I went through the fourth phase. I knew enough to know I could make something happen right now. Now, I, I've been concentrating on the CBD because, you know, basically it saved my life. It's kind of hard not to concentrate on what saved your life. Yeah. But, you know, I also started another group called Each One M1 because of um, M1, the, the, uh, the app. Mm-hmm. I thought it just made it easier. I thought it just made it easier for people to get in mm-hmm. because now you don't have to worry about buying complete you don't have to worry about buying whole shares that can cost $50 or $180 so you can start off with 100 and you own pieces and so, with, you know with dividends you know how long that if you do something for 40 50 years it's going to start paying bills or if not your bills your son, your children's bills or your grandchildren's bills or your great great grandchildren's bills and no, can, absolutely you know, listen
0: I, dividend stocks to me um, and you know it's one of my passions i talk about it daily on on IG and all over all over everywhere because um, I had what I like to call um, the financial matrix moment. And it sounds like you had that too. And what the financial matrix moment is, is when you start to see the world different based upon understanding the markets. You start to understand the markets and you start looking around and you realize how many companies own other companies. You mentioned one thing which is interesting is how you participate whether you want to or not. You're participating in the system. Right. So when I first got started, someone was um educating me on the markets. Uh again, this goes back to when I first got into real estate. I'm a teenager and I'm learning about investing in the, the market as well as real estate. And the first two companies I purchased, and this is not investment advice, and you will see the disclaimer, um, but I'm just being transparent. I didn't know anything about the market, but this goes to show you the power of branding, right? Uh and, and, and shout to our brother David. He would tell me that it's a it's it's, it's the dark persuasion right here. But I recognize, David. I recognize the, Dave, no. <laughs> Diamond Dave, Shot to him. I recognize the logo. I was like, all right, so I want to invest in the market. What do I put my money in? Oh, big logo, McDonald's. I see them everywhere in the city, in, in Coca-Cola, right? And I tell people all the time, out of all the buildings I own and have owned, the best real estate investment I probably ever made was buying McDonald's back in the nineties. Um, Cause I've literally been getting a, a check four times a year from McDonald's for over 20 years. Like, and and people don't understand that. I'm like, literally, like they send me a check every quarter and they have. So, you know, people don't have jobs that pay them that often. Like, you know, so what I tell people all the time with dividend stocks is you start to add companies on, you start getting checks. Now, when you first start, it may look small or whatever, but those things grow over time to the point where your dividend checks can pay your bills um, to the point where, Let's just say you buy 20 companies and all of them pay quarterly. You're talking about getting 80 checks a year. Most people people get paid once a month or twice a month or every two weeks, which is 26 checks. You can add checks just by buying a company that's a solid company, a blue chip company. Um, You know, I don't get into, I have the, I probably have the most boring portfolio because I have a bunch of stuff that just constantly
2: pays me. My my portfolio is, is 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 pretty much boring. Well not well messing with Lance. I got I got I got into the marijuana stock. So my portfolio. I have a few different portfolios. Okay.
0: So you got a little you got a little sexy. I'm talking about like most people these days want the sexy stuff. They want the tech stuff. And nah,
2: I, I'm man,
0: listen, I, I got I got two tech companies in my whole portfolio. I'm like consumer defensive, but we'll get into that in a minute. Let let let's get back to the brother because I think this is interesting. I think the story of coming in crypto more or less a rebel not even from the investment standpoint just it being a new currency and that being of interest to you and then somehow that led you to be like a dividend investor advocate because man you be going in about the dividends um yeah you well, know
2: well, with the apartment before we get back to that you're talking about three people who've been through the abacus train yeah mm-hmm. Jim, you jimmy and you know cosmic you know what i mean so that, that that perspective that a box training gives you, it, it, it will change your worldview and your purview. Um, you know, like you were saying, that matrix moment when you know that the market is part of everything that you're doing. No matter, you know, like when we go out into the streets and we talk about that with our clientele, um, we tell them no matter what you do,
1: you're participating in the market.
2: When you you're a, a consumer, market,
1: do you want to be an investor? Do you want to set your kids up on the other side? Do
2: you want to be winning?
1: Period. Exactly. And when I tell people 100 years and they tell me they ain't going to be here, I'm like, well, you don't really care about your kids and your grandkids as much as you think you do. You're programmed in such a way that you are a detriment at this point because you're not building something that, regardless of whether you're alive or dead, is going to keep paying out. Man, you know, if you teach those children right, if you teach them right, man, It's going to keep paying and they're going to find new companies. They're going to find people, companies that have now been maybe in existence 30 years that are now paying dividends and they're solid companies and they can add it to their own portfolio. And from there you can build a truly wealthy family base that can't really be touched by anything. And then you can go out there and fight racism a little bit uh, more effectively. You can fight poverty more effectively because at the end of the day, you are not going to be back in poverty if you help people. You're not going to struggle no matter what you do. And to me, that's very important going forward. You know, it's very important.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I, I see your post talking about the future. But you know what's funny? Um, Just in this having this conversation, some people will straight out tell you, like, I ain't got, I ain't worried about them. I ain't going to be here. And those are selfish people.
1: But some people... have people tell me... My thing is, I've had people tell me, but luckily I'm sitting down with them and they tell me this. I've had people tell me, well, I have had to struggle. So they should have to struggle too. And it builds character. (laughs) Sometimes sometimes I'm terrible. And I'm like, well, my character is better than yours, And you're struggling. That don't make no sense to me. Yo, listen, man. We've had this conversation with people
0: in the past. Sometimes it uh, shot to brother Carl Tone. I had a conversation with him. I asked him, and I'm going to ask you the same question. and, And I guess I already know your answer based upon what you just said. I feel like sometimes our people fall in love with the struggle. They literally want to struggle, right? I've talked to people who consider themselves, quote, unquote, revolutionaries, right? And, and Like, you know, they get mad at me for always talking about capitalism. Um, and I'm like, yes, and, you know, you 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 don't have to. You, you, you could be woke, but you don't have to be broke. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't got to be broke to be woke, man. Like, you don't have to fall in love with the struggle, man. And, and there's nothing wrong with teaching your people how to, uh, how to prosper, right? Um, Because the thing about investing is Is not just about money Ownership is a certain level of control And And I'm talking about ownership of everything Right so um, For those who don't know Me and my brother Corey Wrote a book Own Your Time and Space You can get that at OwnYourTimeandSpace.com We'll have that in the description But one of the things Me and Corey talk about In Own Your Time and Space He writes about time I write about space Is that um, When you start talking about economic freedom it's about giving yourself time everything is measured in time
1: exactly. and
0: the concept of space is the power you get from controlling the space around you whether that be land because it's power in land in itself so a lot of times I, I see people you know this you have these people on the internet right you have this, 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 this these people who are pro stock people and the people who are pro real estate people and I laugh all the time as they go back and forth in terms of what's the better investment. And the reason I say that is because
1: they both work, right? Yeah, and my long-term my long-term goal is 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 kind of my long-term goal. When I say long-term, I'm saying the next five years. Within the next five years, I want to be able to buy a house every two and a half to three months. I, this product. The one thing I'll tell you, let me tell you something about this product that I love. Mm-hmm. I love that people are confused right now because I'm not getting into a market. I'm not coming into a market where it's established. It's not McDonald's. It's not like I'm introducing McDonald's and people are like, I don't want to eat no cheeseburgers.
2: To, mm-hmm.
1: I'm not eating no cheeseburgers every other day. I'm not doing that. McDonald's already set up. You can't come in and become, I can't come in and become McGagorats and expect to see the same money as McDonald's because they're already there. So the same thing with Bitcoin, same thing with cryptocurrency, the confusion around it, gets me about two to three new customers a week, right? And as that goes on, as I get new customers, the new customers become the disciples. The new customers who are now feeling great, things have changed, their blood pressure has dropped too. I I have people with blood pressure meds, not just me, who are off their blood pressure meds. I get people that call me and thank me like like I'm Jesus or something. And it's just a substance that our body used to have in it all the time say a hundred, two hundred years ago, that we're now just getting back to using all of us and getting back to using. So it feels different. Now, my real estate plans is to buy a house, fix it up and rent it out right here in New York, right here in Queens, for anywhere between five and six hundred dollars a month, whole family, two people, everything, where the rent when a rent for a house is usually around two thousand bucks.
0: Okay, so your plan your plan is more than a, a philanthropic tip as opposed to the economic
1: tip. Well, I'll, I'll still make money if I pay for the house up front, renovate the house before anybody moves into it, have everything as new as possible, washer, dryer, everything, and then charge $600 a month. But the mortgage itself would be like $75, $100 a month because you got to have a mortgage to keep your house safe. But, you know, I'll have a $100 a month mortgage and then collect $500 a month from a, from a family that's a lot younger than me so that they can... Hold on, hold on, hold on. on, on.
0: I'm just thinking about this man. How how are you going to get a property in New York City in Queens
1: with a 75? You're talking about putting the the lump sum of the capital up front. Everything. Okay. And the way the way this business is moving, like I, you know, like I said, I'm I'm starting to see I'm starting to see on some days I'll see four sales, some days I'll see five. But I figure within the next year. I'll be seeing 35 to 45.
0: Yeah. So my, what I'm saying is, so still with that being said, your, your objective in, 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 on the real estate side really isn't to make money because it can't be because the thing about real estate is this. Um, you, the worst way to invest in real estate, this is my personal opinion because some people may disagree with this, is yeah. to invest for appreciation. Appreciation is just a, 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 a benefit. The best way to invest in real estate is cash flow.
2: Yeah, association is
0: like having a stock that don't have a dividend. Yeah, so so
1: yeah, yeah so so for me, yeah, so it's about, it's about not, the cash flows. You're not looking for that cash flow. I'm not looking for a, I'm not looking for a major cash flow because another part of my plan within the next six months, when 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 I finally get this CBD rocking. Like I want to. And there's days where I might see 300 sales in one day. You're trying to set up the Carter, man. You sound like Nino right now, man.
0: Is that what your real estate plan is? You're trying to...
2: <laughs> well, the <laughs> thing
1: <laughs> is, when I, when, when I get this, when I get this, when I get my CBD product, by the way, here's a, here's a bottle of my product, Unblocked Arteries. Let me see if I can get it right. Right? Okay. When I'm making... When, there are, when I see days where I make sales within the hundreds of bottles... When I make sales within the hundreds of bottles, I do have the Abacus also. Yeah, yeah. I'll fall back, I'll fall back from having to push the product as much because it'll be moving itself. At, at some point, it's, it's going downhill now. It's, right now, it's going downhill, but mm-hmm. it's not flying. I'm not handing, hanging on to some range. It's like, whoa, this is 300 miles an hour downhill. Yeah. But I know that I can refocus on the Abacus become better at options and take what money I have, make I'm making from C B D and now put it into options. While of course I'm still funding still funding my portfolio. That that's that's actually a 75 year plan. I don't plan to be here for it. Yeah, I talk to my kids about it and I educate my kids so they can continue that. I don't plan to be here for the portfolio part. But for the making money through options, I plan on being here. And I I know that soon enough I'll be making $30,000 to forty thousand dollars a week. Yeah, in options. All right, now so maybe forty thousand dollars a week. Plus, this would be making me somewhere in the range of thousand dollars a day. Every three and a half to four months, I can buy a house. Got you. Got you. It's not and, like like you said. It's more philanthropic than anything because I'm Afrocentric to the core. Got you. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not red, black, and green. Afrocentric, as you can tell, I got a pink shirt on. I'm not really. Into no, these, I, uh, I just
0: wanted to make sure I was understanding what you were saying, you know, because yeah. because because the investor me start clicking off and I start doing numbers, I'm like, I don't know how he gonna make this happen. But no, I get That's your good. point. I,
1: mean, yeah. I, I'm, I I probably already made a mental note in my head to make sure to talk to you and. Cole oh, listen,
0: I got you, I got you, I
1: got you, man. But it's interesting because I thought of another book as you were
0: talking about people spreading the word of your business. There's a book? Uh, it's called Raving Fans. Um, yeah. it's by a guy named Kenneth Blanchard. It was about like uh having customers do your marketing for you um i think that's a pretty good book uh just want to mention that as you as you say that um that's that's an example of like how chick-fil-a they use customer service to have people go out and do their bidding for them right your your product is actually healing people to make them go out and do do your bidding for them Um, so that's 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 pretty interesting right there um but yeah so what i was saying um just getting back to the investment piece people love me talk about strictly investment piece uh investing on here um the key to me to, to mastering it, so you talked about a couple different revenue streams in terms of options, in terms of your dividend stocks, in terms of your actual business.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: and that's amazing. So that's kind of how I see real estate, right? So I see people who argue the whole real estate stock thing. And I'm sitting there thinking like the actual hack is to have cash flowing properties buy your stock for you, right? So as someone who loves yeah, div- as someone who loves dividend investing, right? And this is a piece of game for you people out there who've made it this far. In this episode, I'm gonna give you some valuable game right now. And here, here, here's what the valuable gem is: you buy cash-flowing property, right? It'll cash flow whether you're cash-flowing $500 or $1,000. What you do is, as you build out, you know, you go from your potential gross income to get to your NOI. And for those who don't even know what that means, you need to take, uh, you know, one of those courses, the Black Real Estate School, where I break down um, how to get to your NOI. But anyway, when you do that and you, cal- you calculate your expenses, you put in an expense for property management. Now, if you're self-managing like I am, doesn't matter how many how many properties you have in your portfolio, you charge, say, 10%. That comes to you. But what you actually do is you get 10% of all your rent on, on, from every property you have, and that buys your stock for you. If you ever wanted to stop that and hire, hire a property manager, you're already charging it in your numbers anyway, so it's not really gonna affect your budget. But as long as you're able to self-manage, your properties will buy your stock for you. So now me, as I go out there and I have multiple streams of income from me being an agent selling property, um, from me having my own dividend stock, from me being a um, you know published author of two books, by the way, for those who don't know, Sports the Book, sportsthebook.com and on your time and space. But anyway, all these different hustles allow me to take that income, dump the income in the dividends, And then the dividends dump the income back out, right? That's the hack. The hack is to use real estate to buy your stock, not to sit and argue back and forth about which one is better. You do both. You absolutely do both. So instead of me sitting here and just like plowing away money to buy stock, I have myself, I got this building over here. I got this multi-unit build. You start getting all these buildings and you start counting doors and they're literally fighting with you. You know what I mean? So I just want to put that out there. Money the money becomes soldiers. That's the game. Listen, I tell yeah. people all the time, I have tons of employees, man. They're all old white men. Right? They <laughs> they named Franklin, they name, you know, you know, they name Lincoln. They all out there fighting for me, man. So that's how you that's how you structure things up when you get into the investing side. Um because, man, getting back to you and in and, and, and what you've been able to do, man, first off, I just want to say, man, your story is amazing in terms of finding a product that you stand behind and now I've created a business one that saved your life and I also think the part of you investing coming into it as a rebel but now you transition to being about your dividend stocks I think that's I think that's an amazing story man so you said in the future you want to get to the point where you can do some philanthropic investing in terms of helping people with housing But you want to build. You want to get into the options game. Have you started to trade options yet, or that's that's just something you've traded?
1: I've traded options and I did okay. Okay. But I I realized that your focus has to be there, Mm -hmm. and my focus wasn't there because I found the CBD about the same time as I got into the avocados. Okay. And slowly but surely, like as you said, you know, my customers, my customers become affiliates. My I don't get strangers as affiliates i get people who already use the product and i say "Hey, you want to be an affiliate you know i'll give you a commission and my commission also is very good so but what you have to do my commission yeah. is fantastic so anybody who takes it seriously and uh really spreads the message they start to see money not like i have I, and you know like everything you sign people up they say they want to be an affiliate and then they don't really they don't really do it Cause then they realize that you actually gotta start talking like John the Baptist out here. You gotta be out there <laughs> looking a little you gotta be out there looking a little insane at times. Like, well that's all mm-hmm. you talk about. All you talk about is this. So that's all you talk about. It's not all I talk about, but I talk about it almost on a daily basis, take my blood pressure on a daily basis, sometimes twice a day. So people can see I'm not making it up. Yeah. When I'm in the hospital I was taking pictures when it would, when a machine would take my blood pressure, I take pictures. And it would be it would be um 95, 95 over, over seven, over um sixty-eight. And there it is, hospital. The hospital is backing me up. And since I've had this problem for so long, when I do tell the hospital, there's nothing they can say. There's really nothing they can do. I use them as the proof. That's why I didn't tell them anything. Because I didn't want them to change anything. Mm-hmm. I not want I didn't want them to know what I was doing and then do something that might counter-affect it. Just out of bias, you never know what you. kind of bias you face. Or I haven't told them. I got
0: you. So, yeah. so you know, I think that that cash flow quadrant will be a good book for you as you build out your business because yeah, you you've kind of done this just on a hustle. You have you have you're a hustler, and, and and I say that you know that that's admirable, right? Because you know, that, that, that's one thing you can't
1: you really you know you're born you with. A good price if you good if you give people a good price, and you have character. you don't try to be slick you don't try to sell somebody something that you're not selling you don't try to you don't try to lessen the amount you put of your product into or something you don't sleep on delivery because delivery is huge that's why you know we do priority we want to make sure we have the tracking i don't want nothing to take two weeks to get to anybody and we don't know where it is exactly it's it's customer service it's customer service Um, but I was saying, though,
0: like you, you make a couple tweaks and turn this into like a business as opposed to being self-employed, man. You can
2: you can go far with this because of your raving fans. Well, I mean, um, the affiliate program is basically because with the affiliate program, at some point he won't be spending his time selling it. the product. Yeah. It.
0: But, but but implementing a, a more systematic approach, man. And I'm pretty sure people, um you know, Brother David will be able to help you with that. Like, you know, Um, but but anyway, man.
1: Yes, yeah, Mario. The Mario Daily designed my website. He once. Okay, it. all right. Hey, hey. com, so, hey, we to Mario.
0: Mario. was on his. He uh, was on here as well. So salute to Mario, it's man. Because it's a Abacus thing, bro. It's an Abacus family. He's he's five people within. Yeah, he's the an e commerce e commerce e commerce king. But um yeah, listen, man. Thank you. Thank you for your time, man. Um, you know, I want to wish you. Wish you success in the future, man. But uh, before we get you out of here, man. Um, give me your give me um. A book recommendation, a favorite book that you may have read that, that helped you along the way, whether it's whether it's health wise or whether it's business wise, because, you know, you you, got, you have both of those stories uh, within your story.
1: A book recently. It had to be a recent book because that's another thing I tell you in the past, I had a stroke. So most of the books that I read, I don't remember. I remember the big ones. Um, the Richest Man in Babylon. I read that maybe about 80 times. George remember it Exactly. I still remember it because. Even though it was pre-stroke, I still remember that one because that one taught me, you know, if you do something and you service people, the story about the guy who didn't know how to bake anything and he became a big-time baker and was making all this money in his in his kingdom, or should I say mm-hmm. in, in the kingdom he lived in, he became this well-known baker because he just was consistent. And, I, you know, I've learned if you can be consistent, if all you are is consistent, that'll get everything rolling in the right direction eventually. But uh, the most instant, most recent book I would have to say is The Internet of Money. I can't remember the dude's name, It's Antonin Apocals or something like that. But the yeah, Internet of Money. I've actually I read that book I've actually uh okay, that's a good book to get. That's a yeah, good book as far as currency goes.
0: Yeah, that 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 is a good book. Um because he, he actually breaks down um you know currency but talks about Bitcoin in a different way, not necessarily just strictly from an investment standpoint, his uh, exactly. His name was um Andreas Antonopoulos. Yeah, that guy. Exactly. I know exactly you're yeah. talking about. It. It's called the Internet of Money. Andreas. I read...
1: His first name is Andreas. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I read that book though. I, I, I did read that book. I did read that book. So I call I'll... him the
1: other Greek freak. He's just the other Greek.
0: freak <laughs> <laughs> Because as a matter of fact, isn't he the guy who was um who 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 had all the knowledge but wasn't buying like really a lot of himself because he couldn't afford it? But then he no, gave. No, no, I think
1: he was been into. I think he's been into Bitcoin from. Oh no, no, right, that's it. not him.
0: It was it's another it's another guy within that space, and I was reading his story, it, and
2: who didn't have the money, but everybody yeah. donated the
0: Bitcoin. Yeah, because he had all the knowledge, and everybody gets like, you know, we feel bad. You help me get wealthy. I'm gonna give you some, uh, you know. And he ended up you know getting a couple million dollars, and yeah. I I, I forgot that brother's name But yeah But anyway man With all that being said The Internet of Money And The Richest Man in Babylon Those are two excellent books I'll make sure to uh, Put those in our Recommended book list um, Because we have a Recommended book list As we talk to people We build up We're going to build up A nice library of books And um, these are all kinds Of books on there They're they're biographies They're books about business um, You know There's all kinds of books Within our recommended book list Uh, You can go to our Instagram um, page Hit the link in the bio and, And see the recommended book list And um you know, so that's another thing we're trying to do is help our people read more, man. But listen, Kaz, man, thanks for your time, man. Um, how can the people, if anybody wants to try out your product, what is the uh, best way for them to uh get in contact with you or or or
1: right right now? They can have my number. I give my number out freely, which is 516-491-6154, or my e- email, which is the animated spark at gmail.com that that's all one word. The animated spark makes it easy to spell it because that's what it is those three words the and the animated spark at gmail.com okay at any which way and we set it up and I start you know they can purchase the product directly through me and I, and my website is one price I give a much better price once I know you once we've talked for even 20 seconds I can consider you somebody that I now know and bright and the price drops dramatically okay so
0: I'll make sure I'll put all that information. Um, within the show notes as as uh, well as um you know below if you're watching the video, um in case you want to try one of his products or get in touch with him or even ask him about his dividend investing because, um, you know I, I see that's where your your passion and your focus is.
2: What a crypto investor.
0: yeah, 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 but I'm telling you, man, he'd be going so hard on the dividends, man, and it's funny because what I think is interesting is I pay attention. every time you talk about dividends, you talk about your kids. and now I yep. understand why. now, after you're telling your
1: plans, I see why, because your dividend investing really isn't even for you. It's not. I'm fifty one years old. I've only been in dividend investing for the last six, seven months. Mm-hmm. It can't be for me. What, how am I what am I gonna do? You know, if even if I last at the age of eighty five, that's thirty years. I'm not I can't turn around and start using that. So the C B D style man, you, you, you play CBD it right you, option should make it should you, make me a listen. multimillionaire. You play it
0: right, you can do that with dividends too. But we'll talk about that yeah. offline. Cause listen, you know, um, yeah. there's certain
1: plays you can make with that that'll, you know. Yeah. But that's either the hand I figured stock options will do that for me um, in 2020, when this is really rolling downhill, and I'm seeing anywhere from a thousand to two thousand dollars a day. I can then shift my focus back to the abacus, like I sh- like, you know, like I can. Yeah. I mean, the really fact that. You're
0: sitting here talking about e-commerce, stock options, and dividend yeah. investing. This conversation, just the fact that you're having this conversation, um, you know, uh, is, is is amazing, right? Cause, yeah. and that's what I say. There are brothers and sisters out here who are doing all kinds of things. Like, like this brother right here, who um found a product that saved his life. He's helping save other people. He's also tra- trading stock options, and he's a dividend investor. He's in the crypto space, so. You know, for those out there just just wondering, man, listen, you you could do it all. You you know,
2: listen, he's still living 24, 25 years after the doctor gave him
0: four years to live. Yeah, that how about that? How about that? How about that right there? Listen, man. So again, man, let's get out of here, man, because we could talk all night. I just want to say much success to you, good brother. I will put thank all of your contact info, um, so people get in contact with you, man. I just want to say thank you for your time, and
1: you know, um, and much success. Yeah, thank you for having me on the show. This is this has been a um, this is a benefit to me. I'm fortunate to know people like you through the Abacus and to move forward, you know, through the years, because, you know, that's basically what it is, building alliances with people mm-hmm. who are trying to do it, all of us the same color. So Absolutely. we have to know about that part coming in. So it's a, it's been a pleasure getting to talk to you and Corey. It's been a beautiful night. I appreciate, I that. appreciate Corey. that. Corey, any last words before we get out of here, good brother?
2: Nah, man, I just, the story is amazing. Like, we just want to bring, you know, these entrepreneurs and these, and these stories to people, to let them know that the world is a really big place, but it's also a really small place Uh, if you, if everybody works and spend their time together and move together as one, you know what I mean? Move as a unit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so before
0: I got out here, I want to tell you guys again, uh, don't forget, pick up, uh, Cory and I's book on your time and space. Um, the link will be in the description box or you can go to own time Um, don't forget to share this content. Um, Share everything that we do. Make sure these stories get out there. If you have any questions for us or if you have anybody that you feel like we should talk to that's doing some positive work in the community, building a business, you know, hit us up and let us know what's really going on, man. So, as we always say, it's not about how much money you make. It's how much you keep. Game elevates. And, you know, we'll talk to you another time, man. Peace. Peace. Peace.